The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Patricio X Maya is on the line with us here today and he's literally just woke up about two minutes ago because you're on the west coast of America, right? Where it's the crack of dawn, basically. I am. I am here, but I'm happy to be here with you and thanks for having me. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Now, your latest book is called Reggaeton Cruise and the basic plot of it is that after getting nearly crushed on his way to Magic America, the migrant drifter most likely to fail posts a song that blows up on youtube so without spoiling anything really just take it from there yes yeah, so it was it was based on a on a real character oh. that you know i just changed the proportions of the of the matter right mm. so there was this guy uh who posted a video on youtube uh he was uh he's from my country i'm originally from ecuador yeah. uh and he posted a video on youtube many many years ago and it became he became quite a sensation sensation uh you know quite a what a first real latin american viral video guys yeah. right so he was a, a rural guy he came from the countryside and suddenly he found himself like uh sort of liked and also hated and you know how viral fame goes yeah it took off from there you know and anyway i just paid attention to that particular thing because it caught my eye yeah. and before and years later i decided to like fictionalize the whole event and really give it a, a different meaning and all of that but that yeah. the, the seed of that was uh real yeah definitely and i guess there's a whole theme of immigrants in it as well isn't there so is that a separate thing and this person didn't actually have an immigration background or did they still he he, well the actual the real guy didn't but the the fictional guy Mm. did okay so i just kind of incorporated him into my own reality of you know i live in la we're a very multicultural society uh and i wanted to portray that like different lives intersecting and all that so i decided to like you know what i'm going to make them migrate yeah. from the Andes, from like the the countryside of ecuador up to latin america you know through mexico through the united states and, and what what's usually perceived to be a very dramatic thing and it is dramatic usually yeah. right for like such a story but like he's got this other story that's dramatic but on a different way dramatic yeah. through the world yeah. of the internet viral fame youtube mm. you know 
So, yes. And the fact that you're originally from Ecuador and now live in LA, I guess you are an immigrant yourself. Maybe you didn't do it in the exact same way. I don't know. But can you relate to that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I I didn't do it that way. But, you know, we we do it different ways. And in the book, you have people doing it different ways and people traveling back and forth. You know, like there's the uh, Furukawa sisters who are from Japan. They're uh, sort of international students. Students, wow. you know and so they come and go from japan and they're of a, of a different sort of uh, a different kind of uh, migrant then you have a, a, a war refugee yeah. mamadou anderson uh you have a tennis player you know yeah. who uh who's, so like i'm just I'm, i guess I'm, I'm portraying the current world where everybody's on the move it seems like even the locals are on the move you know yeah so there's no locals anymore like if you talk to if people in california it's like who's from where yeah. um even yeah. most Americans who are Californians are from the Midwest of the United States, seems like. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. And they all have names from the countries that they're from in the book as well. A lot of names in the book I'd never really heard of before, to be honest, because they're not the typical names we'd get in English speaking places, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The names are something that I had a lot of fun with, you know? Like, uh, for some reason, I, I felt like the guy uh, from Liberia should be named Mamadou Anderson. So in order yeah. to, like, say, I take that name, right, I had to, like, do a little research as to, well, the country of Liberia. Yeah. What what They have a lot of uh, American and English influence. So a lot of their names are, you know, either their last names are, like, Anderson, uh, Peterson, whatever, right? So, like, Johnson. And so, you know, I took that and I had a lot of fun with the first name, Mamadou. Uh, and then, you know, Delphine, which means dolphin. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, other other names like that, the, the, uh, uh, the name, the Furukawa sisters. Then there's Italian immigrants. And I, you know, I went a little bit into each culture uh, to do like, uh, and I, I don't know if you saw, but I peppered the, 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 the chapters with like foreign language phrases, which was, I mean, I love languages to tell you the truth. That's part of it. <laughs> yeah. There's a bit in the book where what was it, Delphine? Yeah. Somebody said something about a dolphin, but you can't actually swim. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's great. I, I love that you caught that that fact. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know these things. It's like where do they come from, right? You're writing them, and then suddenly there's like this like kind of witty remark, mm. you know, uh, that one of the characters <laughs> makes. You're like, okay, well, it came from somewhere, right? So yeah. like, I'm not, I'm not gonna dig into where that comes from. It's just kind of like the subconscious making. But okay, so there's a <laughs> dolphin right he's he's crossing the one of the rivers in central america yeah to go to come to the united to mexico and then eventually to the united states right yeah uh so the, he's crossing this river lempa river in honduras i think it is right so he's like he's doing so undocumented you know yeah so it, it's a dangerous situation to the backwaters of honduras and whatnot which is it's it's a tough place right so he's on this boat and i i, I think that's where he is and then the the waters are kind of rough and people see that he's nervous he's grabbing onto the boat yeah. and, and, and one of the uh, uh one of the guys the the what we call coyotes in the kind of street language which is a guy who helps others cross borders illegally anyway yeah. he says you know uh what, what's going on with you you look nervous mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and then i don't know if he says so but he says i can't swim or something right yeah uh, he's never been on the on the water you know and so they laugh you know it's like oh there's a dolphin who can't swim he's he's a joke for many people yeah. You know, and later, and even in the when he makes the viral video and becomes famous, 
people take him as a joke because mm-hmm. they think, oh, is he serious and kind of like the kind of he's trying to be a suave, cool dude, but he's he's really more like countryside, shy. And anyway, people really like that, but others make fun of him. And I think that's a really central part of his character. Yeah, definitely. And while we're on the subject of animals, is your dog all right? Because he sounds noisy. You know what? It's not my dog. It's oh. my neighbor's dog. And oh, wow. every, time, every time I sit here, if I, if, I, if I speak a little louder up to a certain decibel, he starts like talking back to me or barking. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so he's all right, and you know, it's like yell yell out something, but it's the neighbor's dog. Actually, yeah. I I didn't know you could hear it. <laughs> yeah, that's quite incredible. It must be a very loud dog if we can still hear it from here when you, it's the neighbors. He wants to partake. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, well, maybe so. I'll close the window here. <laughs> well, the book is an interesting structure because I don't know how to describe this really, but I guess it's like three different mm-hmm. acts, and then it's got chapters in those acts rather than I guess normally it would just be different chapters right and the thing behind that is that there are so many lives that intersect yeah. right like uh so you have all these characters that i haven't talked about arjun parn uh who is, you know he's one of the other characters who's a gamer right mm. and how do you how do you have all these different lives intersect in a way that is coherent but also that uh, portrays each life individually yeah. right so there's the gamer uh arjun parn who is in estonia right and he yeah. part of his life is there and he's gaming and he's coming up in the gaming world yeah. there's the Ecuadorian immigrant from the andes uh, doing viral fame and uh, getting to the united states there's the furukawa sisters there's uh, mamadou anderson uh and all these other characters right so like what i do is i portray each character individually and then but eventually they have to move forward towards a point where they meet right that happens i, I want to say like three quarters to the book but uh, through the book they meet perhaps not physically though some of them meet physically but also they meet their lives intersect in a way that uh, after that they go in different directions you know yeah. like uh it just changes completely yeah it's kind of a cool idea it's sort of like pulp fiction isn't it and hoodwinked which is mm. really obscure film but where everything connects in some way everything connects and i i think that's the the theme of the of the book that yeah. nowadays we're all connected right yeah. and sometimes dramatically right uh and sometimes not dramatically but in this case it's pretty dramatic right mm. uh and and it and their lives change and um, I, I think because of that uh, kind of idea the book had to be told in this manner that it's I wouldn't say short stories because they're not short stories but they are connected in a way that if I tried to do it again I probably wouldn't be able to <laughs> so you know it's just but it, it worked out in a, it worked out by itself I yeah. want to say and you've written books in English and Spanish over the years haven't you so why did you yeah. decide to write this one in English, particularly when all the names and stuff aren't really English. Uh, because English is the global language, the theme of the yeah. book is essentially, well, not essentially globalization, but one of the theme of themes of the books is globalization, right? Yeah. Uh, and 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 that, and I just, uh, I think I thought it would be easier. And yeah. and on top of that, when when foreigners communicate. Uh, with each other, they communicate in English, most mm-hmm. likely, unless they're in Latin America, right? But mm-hmm. English is the most widely spoken uh, language in the world. And I, I wanted to, uh, you know, give it a shot. Yeah, that's a great point, actually. And the thing about the book is, it isn't afraid to 
portray racism and mm. the reality of what different people might say to each other if they come across each other. Right. That's that's something that I didn't shy away from, but yeah. also I didn't want to do it in a cliche way. Mm. Like uh, to me, a cliche way of doing it would be like, I'm just going to uh, outright, uh, you know, mm, well, how do I say this? I'm just going to outright uh, make a taboo, right? Yeah. And it's not taboo, right? I mean, yeah. you know, certain racist terms are terrible to the ear sometimes, well, always, but, yeah. you know, it's not people don't say them, particularly people in like the situations. There's a guy who finds himself in like a drug house somewhere at some point yeah. where he has to like, murder somebody you know so he, he hears all these things right uh and well then I, my my characters talk like the way people like uh, you know the streets do i guess yeah so how long did ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This book take you to write then, because I take it you might have done it during the pandemic, given that that's been the last couple of years. Yeah, I, I, and I think that both pandemic was really uh, oddly helpful to me as a writer yeah. uh, in that regard, because it's like I had nowhere else to go mm-hmm. and nothing else to do. So, you know, during the worst of it here in, in California, you know, yeah. quarantine and all of that. So I, I had this idea and uh, it took me about eight months yeah. of, of uh, like intense work to just get it out there. And then, you know, I I shaped it I, and, yeah. and, and I worked it into something better. Uh, I didn't want it to be a book that was extremely sort of, um, I want it to be a little rough around the edges. 
Uh, and I, uh, and that was the feel that I wanted to give it. So, you know, it wasn't like I edited a lot. I've had other books where I spent like literally years editing. Wow. This book was like eight months, eight months, edited for like three, four months. Yeah. And then talked to the editor and he's, he read it. He thought it was ready and we put it out there. Yeah, you know? definitely. And I take it when you first started working on it at the start of the pandemic, eight months, then that's about a year ago that the first draft was finished. Right. I was, I was sitting, uh, literally right where I am hearing that dog bark yeah. you know like, what, what do you think about it but he barked back right yeah. so, you know uh yeah then it just uh it happened the idea in terms of publishing was are we going to hold it back until it's over yeah. you know the, the whole situation um or are we going to just push forward and mm. we decided you know what this is a novel that just needs to be out there now uh and it's it's kind of it's it's had, it's got its dramatic themes but it's also bright and i want to say i don't know what you think but i think it's funny in certain yeah. parts right yeah uh so i i thought it was good for people to get it now and i think we made the right decision yeah know? and how have sales been because i would have thought sales would have gone up during the pandemic because people would have had more time to read but apparently that hasn't actually happened for some reason sales have been okay in terms of the physical book yeah. so when i see you holding the physical book i'm like wow that's really cool you know somebody who actually reads books that are you know there yeah. but sales in terms of the kindle have or well i just advertise kindle the yeah. ebook have done better uh-huh. than the than the than the physical book and yeah. and we foresee that we're, we're going to do an audiobook we have a reader already Ooh. we foresee that the audiobook is going to do even better because that's what a lot of people are going to in terms of now nowadays yeah so. and i guess ebooks tend to be cheaper as well which is partly the reason much cheaper and easier to get uh, abroad which ties in with the theme of yeah. like everything being sort of uh disembedded and just kind of up in the cloud you know yeah. traveling uh, crossing borders and all mm. books do the same thing yeah. so there and it's uh, we made it we made it uh, affordable yeah and uh, yeah so mm. and did you use a publisher to get this out there or did you just self-publish like a lot of people are doing these days yeah i uh used a small publisher yeah. a local hollywood publisher named Graydon miller mm. uh who has this uh, house book house called uh, Graydon miller books and he was uh kind enough to publish my book i published previous books with him and I'm very glad I did because, you know, writing is hard enough in itself. Yeah. Uh, and then promoting is another thing, uh, getting everything uh, right in terms of the cover, the, you know, have contacting people. So just having, even if it's a small party to help you, I can't recommend that enough. Though, of course, if you get a self-publish, I mean, that's, uh, you know, more power to you. Yeah. The great writers have done it too. Yeah, of course. And who designed the cover for you, by the way? Yeah, the cover was designed by an, Italian, uh, an Italian designer, uh, a woman whose name I'm going to, of course, forget. Uh, and then I remember it, you know, like in five minutes uh, after I don't need it anymore. But uh, she, interestingly enough, she's kind of like a character out of the book. She's Italian living in, in London right now. So she's in England. And I, we contacted her through, uh, you know, the, the, the internet and we liked her work. And we decided that it was going to be like kind of cartoonish or yeah. um, you see the cover and it's like uh, bright, 
you know and but yeah she we just she did it she, i uh i really liked her her work yeah it's a great cover and it just introduces you to some of the characters right away i suppose from the top yeah. up which is interesting yeah 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 they're they're all there i can i can just uh picture them yeah. mama do uh, mama do's there then delphine is there with his hat yeah right and he um he's very flashy mm. let's just say that yeah yeah and then sandrita, sandrita is there too so though you know people have told me oh i thought this was some other character so uh but to me the there's a lady with a red lipstick there and that's sandrita who's a central american migrant who doesn't make it to the united states and is very yeah. uh very loud and has an interesting story yeah you just get a right feeling about all these characters personality just by looking at them and the guy in the top left looks a little bit like you <laughs> yeah you know that, yeah absolutely and that's so interesting that you would say yeah. that's the that's the tennis that's a tennis guy oh, i mean in my yeah. mind, you know i do play tennis a lot uh competitively uh oh. amateur but uh I, I do take it seriously like uh, all these amateur players like the uh, that take it more seriously than the professionals you know we have mm. coaches and whatnot uh so i just had like a three three hour and a half match uh, wow. a couple of days ago you know i i couldn't walk for like two days but anyway so yeah one one of the it's it's not like i put all my life in there but you know yeah. like most writer biography is there and, and sometimes you've had fun with names of people and, mm. and stuff yeah definitely and tennis is becoming popular in this country again because our emma Raducanu won the u.s open so everyone's right. liking the game again i think and, and also it's a nat- it's a naturally like socially distanced game <laughs> oh yeah of course that's so true. that's like are so popular here and i've liked it for years and i worked it into the book in a way you know uh, with one of the guys who's a, a retired uh former tennis uh, professional tennis player i've never made it that far mm. but you know maybe you you drew uh, you live vicariously through your characters in some way yes i think so so when you're not playing tennis and writing books do you have anything else you like to spend your time doing uh well i uh, i teach you know yeah. so that's I'm I'm a, I'm a teacher at, oh. at the college, a community college level, hmm. uh, here in the United States, and um, I I do that, and I play tennis. What else? I'd like to travel, mm-hmm. uh, you know, different places. Uh, I was just in Puerto Rico recently. Uh, we, you know, when things opened up here, yeah. uh, you know, one of the first places I, I went to was Puerto Rico. And yeah. also I travel around the United States a lot. I just hop in my car and, and I'd like to drive yeah. uh, road trips. And that's where I see things, you know. Yeah, mm. that sounds fun. So after this book, have you got any more planned in the works? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm working on something, but, you know, uh, it's it's not taken off. as This book, like, I want to say that I sat down and it wrote itself in a way so the things were just there and you just kind of I just sat down in front of the computer for three hours for eight months like yeah. literally every day and it was just wow. easy okay the, now I'm running something else um, and it's not it's not as as easy it's not coming out as easily so mm. I don't know if I'm gonna uh, if I'm gonna my expectations are that from now on every book should be written like that and I, I, for, I had forgotten that it's actually a lot of toil yeah. you know and hard work so we'll see we'll see I got a little novella in Spanish that I'm working on, yeah. uh, but I got a couple other ideas. So yeah, um, 
I don't know yet. I'd like to do some reporting at some point, like going somewhere, just kind of, uh, you know, some like, uh, mm, I don't know, like investigative or something like that. I'm, uh, yeah. I went to journalism school, so I got a little bit of a reporting background. That sounds like fun. I'd love to do that as well, I think. Any excuse okay. to travel the world. Exactly. Any excuse just to get out there yeah. right, and talk to people. Well, the book is called Reggaeton Cruise, and I know it's on Amazon because that's where I got it, but where else is it? Uh, it's an, It's mainly on Amazon right uh-huh. now. It's in bookstores. Uh-huh. So some bookstores, uh, I think hopefully, like if you order it on uh, Barnes & Noble or something, they should have it, mm. right? Uh, and hopefully it's not in any used bookstores yet. Because, <laughs> you know, that's the thing where as a writer, sometimes you go into a used bookstore and you see your book there. It's like, <laughs> I sold my book, right? Yeah. So I hope it's not there yet. But maybe that's also a good thing because that means enough people read it so they're like, yeah. it's circulating, yeah. you know? Unless they've folded the first or second page, then that's not a good sign. That's not a good Well, you know what? But, you know, I can tell you, you want to hear a story okay. that's kind of dramatic. Okay. okay. So I got a, I got a, I guess it's a fan letter from somebody in Mexico who'd read my book in Spanish, right? My, my second book, yeah. uh, 80 Miles Per Hour, which is a book poems in Spanish. He said, like, you know, I really loved your book. Uh, you know, just saying the nice things about the book. And I'm like, yeah. uh, I, I thought it was only published here in the United States. You're in Mexico. How did you get my book? And he said, well, you know, I went to visit my friend and she had a stack of books that she was going to uh, donate or throw away or whatever. And I saw this book that it caught my eye and I picked it up and I took it home and I read it and I really liked it, wow. you know. And and then it says, he said, oh, it even has a, how do you call it when you uh, write somebody's name and sign it? It has a autograph, autograph yeah. book with like, you know. And it's like, and I'm like, can you send me a picture? And he sends me a picture. And uh, this is a dramatic picture. And it's a, I give it to a friend of mine. And he had passed away due to COVID, yeah. you know. And so his books were sold. And the book traveled, you know, had traveled wow. to Mexico somehow. And 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 the, and the, in the, you know, my name, signing it to him saying like, hey, man, you know, hope you like this book was there wow. and, and and here's to round it up the my friend who passed away had been a, a poet uh and the guy who'd got my book was also a poet so i told him you know it's in the right hands yeah. uh so i just want to tell you that story that how books travel yeah. and all of that yeah that's quite incredible isn't it yeah. yeah well thanks very much for joining us here on the show this afternoon it's been great having you here or this morning even whatever time it is for you absolutely thank you toby it's, it's been so great and thank you for reading the book and i just want to ask people in general if you've read it review it that's where that's what really keeps the uh, keeps the momentum going and we're almost almost there in terms of uh achieving the number of reviews that we want to get so uh thank you so much for having me yes that's what i had to do i've got to review it i'm oh, gonna do that you. right now oh, i would appreciate it and uh yeah thanks for having me and all of our friends who are uh, listening to us hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The Throbbing Pulse of Sound, the Toby Gribbon Show.